might just see how far the Scottish Hammer can drill this <laughs> thing. Right. Inside the 10 yard line. Inside the 10, baby. Excited to come out to the training camp. It felt that energy the whole time. Um, so expecting a good home crowd, a lot of noise. Uh, very excited to see, you know, what we can do, what we're capable of doing out there. Uh, and like I said earlier, adjusting off what they're doing, seeing if we can take care of, you know, some one-on-ones uh, without the field. You know, trying to create our own identity. And uh, that's just really been my makeup, you know, being aggressive, not really trying to sit back and react to the offense, but allow those guys to be able to react to us. Uh, is it a plus that you feel like you have talent on the other side of the ball that they can go put points on the board? Uh, definitely yes. Bud Light Coolers. Talking Cleveland Browns football with the best fans in all of SB Nation. Now, here's your host, my dad, Delonious Seven. Sunday Morning Post. A happy football morning to you and yours from Dogs by Nature. I'm your host, Delonious Seven, delivering your Sunday Morning Post arriving fresh in your podcatcher of choice at 5 a.m. The Sunday Morning Post is everything that a Browns fan needs to get hyped for the drive into the tailgate. It is the perfect way for a dog by nature to wake up on a Cleveland Browns game day. And this morning, we are going to reset all of the relevant storylines going into that game day. We're also going to spend a little time reflecting to see where we stand in a section I'd like to call Easy Like Sunday Morning in homage to one of the best broadcasters who has ever done it, Easy Weave. And finally, and most importantly, we are going to focus on five relevant games to the Browns and their postseason aspirations. But without further ado... Let's get into the storyline reset. Story number one on our storyline reset is Odell Beckham and his hip issue. Now this story kind of ties in with the whole lack of preseason reps in general for the Browns and really around the NFL at large. Not that many starters getting involved in preseason action. Well, perhaps the Browns are rusty or maybe... The team may not be able to rely on Beckham due to his hip. There are reports kind of on both sides of the issue, some downplaying it and some hyping it. Video at camp looks like he's moving just fine, but you got to watch what the team actually does. The team brought in Braxton Miller and traded for Taiwan Taylor. But let's see what OBJ has to say that started the media talking. Coach Malkin was saying before, he's not sure he's seen you at full speed yet. The Browns seen you at full speed? Uh, I don't think so. Nah, not really. Just, uh, especially with what I've had going on, I've just been kind of afraid to just open up. I'd rather get to Sunday and open up than to be running around and, and handle myself before the game. That's been kind of normal course for you in the last couple of years. I mean, you know your body better than anybody else. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is something I've never, I've never had to deal with. Um, it's like a an extremely fast car with like a little alignment or something off, you know. And it's like right in the center of, of what you need. Um, now the car can still go, but it can it's it's dangerous, you know what I mean? So it's just something that I, I've just been trying to figure out in and out of rehab every single day. Um, never really dealt with anything like that. 
are you progressing going into Sunday? It's getting better. Um, it's, just, it's as good as it's going to be until the season starts. So it's going to be something that hopefully keeps progressing and, get, and gets better and not worse. Um, but, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. You know, we got a game Sunday, so it's time to go. Does this come back to the hip? Yeah, it's not really – right. Not really to get into the specifics of it, but um, just something that hinders me from opening up and, and fully sprinting as fast as I can. So we'll see. Um, I, I'm going to be running as, as fast as I can run. So if that's not 100, I feel confident in myself that wherever I'm at, I'm going to be I'm gonna be ready to play with whatever I got. So what percentage? I don't, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> confident in me you know uh, whether I mean I played it I remember one game I didn't practice the entire week couldn't run even up to pregame because of a, a hit pointer and swelling and then I still went out there and played over in London um, taped it up went out there and just did what I can to help the team so I'm confident in me um, and you know once you get out there it's a different energy that you have it's a different uh, a different adrenaline uh, I feel like nothing nothing would get in the way of that Story number two is dealing with the hype. Frothing frenzy? There's definitely something crazy going on with Cleveland in the media coverage and the expectation that the Browns are going to make the playoffs in 2019. You know, most organizations would prefer to sneak up on their opponents, but uh, Cleveland is definitely not doing that. They are using the one game at a time mantra, which is correct, but that hasn't stopped anyone from putting the proverbial cart before the horse. If you think back to Depodesta's roller coaster, this is the fourth time around. Are you ready for what's going to transpire in 2019? Kitchens can see what kind of a ride this might be. And he said you need a parachute. Get your parachutes out, guys. Let's see how OV and Demarius Randall are dealing with the hype. Uh, I mean, it's really what we're going to put on, you know, put on our shoulders, you know, as far as the defensive line. Uh, we know what we're capable of, but we just got to put it out there on the field. You know, um, we ain't really focusing on what's going on on the outside or what people are trying to put us up on some type of pedestal or, or anything like that. We just know what we can do, and you know all we got to do is just work hard and you know see you know see how it goes from there. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's about the work we put in. You know, we got the, of course we got the guys, we got the talent. Um, you know, we got a great group of guys in that defensive line. We're man on defense, but, uh, you know, guys just got to – it don't really mean nothing if you ain't working together and, you know, you're not communicating out there and uh, executing the way uh, Coach Wilkes wants us to execute. So, you know, as long as we get that down pack, we'll be all right. And we're going to go out there each and every play and, um, and fight as one. And, um, and uh, every result Sunday will just let us know if we're good enough or if we lived up to the height. I mean uh, – I guess we can talk about it next week. Our third story is that on Friday, Freddie Kitchens announced the team captains for the 2019 season for the Browns. They were Baker Mayfield, Christian Kirksey, and Charlie Huglin. 
We're going to hear what Kitchens had to say about the captains, and we're going to hear a brief clip from all three of those guys, Mayfield, Kirko, and something from Charlie Hewlett. Um, you know, to me, that's a special, uh, that's special to be named a captain, captain, because that tells you what your peers think of you. And, um, you know, all three of these guys that were named permanent captain, and we had a lot of guys that got a lot of votes. I'd say it's it's pretty hard to live up to any hype if you're listening to the outside. None of that really matters, and so I think we got a bunch of guys that are bought into what's going on in this building, the standards that we're setting. And so, how do you guys temper that? Uh, I'm I'm excited. Um, it's an exciting time to be here. Um, out of my six years of being here, you know, uh, going into it, I feel very very confident. I think the guys in this room feel very confident. Um, but we got to block out, you know, what people expect us to do and just do what we got to do, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we control our destiny and we control our fate. So we just got to make sure that we're handling our business and OTAs and uh, minicamp right now and, uh, you know, just ignore expectations right now. You feel me? Is it something you can still embrace, though? I mean, in years past, nobody was remotely talking about stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, that's probably still I mean, yeah, it, it, it feels good to be on the positive side of things, but... You know, we all know how it goes on the flip side if, you know, if things don't go how we want it to go. So right now we're just trying to, you know, keep everything in-house and, you know, uh, focus on what we got in front of us. And um, our goal is to win and our goal is to get better and, you know, try not to pay attention to too much what people are saying. It's nice to be able to be a part of, you know, that, that crew now. We'll be back with Easy Like Sunday Morning right after this commercial break. You're listening to the Sunday Morning Post on Dogs by Nature. Yeah. Sunday yeah. Morning yeah. Post. Yeah. With the feet in the air, the heart of the Welcome to Easy Like Sunday Morning on the Sunday Morning Post here on Dogs by Nature. In this part of the show, this is the section for reflection. It's week one. All we have to reflect upon is our expectation. Hype. But rather than run away from the hype, let's take Freddie Kitchen's advice. Let's take Christian Kirksey's advice. Let's take it one game at a time. Take it one week at a time. We're not going to get lost in national coverage. But we are going to keep a sharp focus on our horizons. This is why I'm doing the focus on five segments at the end of the show. Now I reflected a bit in Straight No Chaser about the AFC North. Almost every week... Three of the games in our focus on five are going to focus on our AFC North opponents. And why? Well, it's really quite simple. The easiest and most assured path to the playoffs lies in conquering the AFC North. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Well... It's definitely going to be a legit three-team bloodbath. Put it like this. Even though the projections and the matchups might show something like 
three teams finishing with four and two when an zero and six team. Cincinnati's not really the doormat that they're projecting to be. What people are looking at them in the regular season. I think that they can be a legit spoiler with Andy Dalton. Some of the positional talent that they have can't really count on Cincinnati. But in any case, you're definitely going to have to make sure that you're keeping a close focus on the AFC North. Now, in addition to the AFC North, we have to keep our eye on the greater AFC in general. The greater AFC is going to have two teams that we are absolutely going to want to focus on week in and week out. And they are, first, the New England Patriots, and second, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm also curious about Jacksonville, and Houston as well, but mainly in Houston, I'm curious because this is a really fascinating example of a megalomaniac who's not staying in his lane in um, Bill O'Brien. That kind of stuff is fascinating to me. Bill O'Brien in his foray into the GM realm has definitely violated the chain of command much like Hugh Jackson did in his tenure here in Cleveland. It's a big problem with an organization because when these violations arise what they do is they expose ownership. It appears like that level of fraternization between the ranks is terrible for a franchise. You know, the one thing I'm going to say for sure right now is if there's any justice in the NFL universe, the championship of the NFL would run directly through the AFC North. Because in my opinion, they're without question the strongest conference in all of football. But even though the conference is great, it's probably a pretty strong chance that they're not going to have the inside track to get to the AFC Championship game because they will most likely not be a one seed or a two seed having to have survived the bloodbath in the AFC North. So here in the Morning Post Sunday, we're watching Kansas City and we're also watching New England. New England, I don't know, I'll get into New England in a second, but Kansas City for me, that's a really interesting franchise for us. I mean, watch Kansas City and you hope the offense isn't as good as it looks and that Mahomes doesn't make that second year leap because if he does, then the league is just going to be over for the next 10 years. That's all there is to it. I don't know, maybe the defense regresses, something. Maybe they come up with some scheme that shuts them down somehow. Maybe Mahomes all of a sudden looks mortal and maybe a little less Wilt Chamberlain-ish. Kansas City looks dangerous. And it's more than likely that they're going to host one of the divisional games with the bye week. It looks just as likely that New England has an inside leg on one of the other spots. Because... Just like every year for the last 10 years, somehow something is going to have to change in the AFC East. It's the same. Maybe it's going to be this year it's going to change. Maybe it's going to be Sam Darnold, or maybe it's going to be Josh Allen, or maybe it's going to be Josh Rosen. Or maybe you might ask yourself, 
how come this is the competition that Tom Brady has to deal with in the AFC East six times a year? How is this the division he has to emerge from? They are likely going to go 6-0 in the AFC East. And if they don't go 6-0, they might lose a game that they can afford to lose just so they can throw everybody off the trail of what they're doing to the AFC East. They are getting buys. They have somehow zombified. I don't know if zombified is the right word, but they've somehow zombified the AFC East. And they're using the AFC East as if it's their cheat code. It's all their puppet regime. They use it over and over again to justify a buy. And they're probably going to do the same thing this year. And now that we have that in focus, let's get into the focus on five and talk about the five games that we're going to be focused on going into week one of the 2019 NFL season. It's time for our five games in focus. During this segment, I'm going to preview five games that every Browns fan should have on their radar going into week one of this 2019 season. Now the first game up on the focus is Ravens versus Dolphins. Ravens are traveling down to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. They're five and a half point favorites. Let's have a listen to what Lamar Jackson thinks is going to happen coming into this first game of the season. I just can't wait to get in that environment. I know it's going to be crazy. You know, fans are going to be going wild. I just can't wait to put on the show. Do you know you have friends and family down there? Yeah, a lot of people keep hitting me up, telling me they're going to be out there. So <laughs> I probably won't see them all, but uh, they'll see me. How long will it take you to get up to NFL game speed again after being off for a while? Will it be just from the right, right from the jump? From the jump, you know, we, we've been doing it every day in practice. You know, you got to start in practice first. So from the jump, as soon as we get out on the field, we're going 100 miles per hour. Wow. <laughs> Contrast that with the earlier quote by OBJ. <laughs> One thing is for sure. Lamar Jackson is not worried about overpromising. I am not a gambler. I don't like it, and I'm frankly very bad at it. So don't listen to me. But having said that, I can't believe the line in this game is 6.5. And if if I were a gambler, I think I would be fading Miami all day long. This isn't Miami. This is like Miami of Ohio back when Miami of Ohio was the other Miami. This is like some other Miami. This team is in the tank already, and I feel like a line like 6.5 doesn't really recognize how good of a player Lamar Jackson could be. The new Lamar Jackson is here, and this should be his coming out party. Actually, looking at this game, you have to look at him. You have to look and see how much are they going to run? How much are they going to pass the football? How is he going to look passing the football on Sunday? If that clip is any indication of what Lamar Jackson thinks, the Dolphins are going to be in for a long day this Sunday. Which brings me to the Dolphins, of course. I wonder how long is it going to be that we're going to see Josh Rosen? And is it possible for that guy to get even unluckier as his career progresses? 
in game two. In this week's focus, we have Cincinnati traveling all the way out west to battle the Seahawks at Century League Field Sunday at uh, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. Seattle's going to be a nine and a half point favorite. What's Pete Carroll got in his mind headed into this game? Uh, it's an exciting time, you know, we're trying to get to the football season and it's amazing that we do so much just to start, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's an amazing buildup. It's been good. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing at home in the opener, um, playing in front of the 12s and all that's great. Um, the Bengals are a team for us that we have to figure out as the game goes on, you know, because they're brand new. Uh, they could do anything on offense and defense and, and uh, you know, we have some thoughts and all, but we won't really know until we get there. So it's a game we have to be ready to adjust and, and, uh, and you know, make sure that we stay ahead of it the best we can. But um, so we're looking forward to uh, getting going and I uh, hope you are too. Bengals Seahawks is such an important game for us as Browns fans. Uh, we're going to face the Bengals twice this year and the Seahawks in week six. The Bengals have gotten a lot of negative press. We're going to have a look at that defensive line and we're going to see how much Gino has got left in the tank because the Seattle Seahawks are going to run and they're going to run a lot. And they got to do it against Gino. Let's see how that matchup actually looks. We also need to see how good they are because we want to see Jadavia and Clowney. What is Jadavia and Clowney going to do when he's a part of the Legion of boom or the I don't know what they call those people up there yeah but anyway how is he gonna handle the dilapidated line that Cincinnati seems to have been left with going into the 2019 season that's what we want to see oh and uh by the way I meant to include some clip from Zach Taylor kind of hyping up the Bengals but I could really I had a hard time finding anything useful. I did find this though. We don't want to bog them down with with too much information. Just just to put in plays because they're they're good plays. We think we want the players to own have great ownership on offense, defense, and special teams, and um, because that confidence really shows through in these great teams that really know what they're doing is because the players are confident and can play at a high level. That was all I could find basically from Zach Taylor. Cincinnati doesn't have the same media kind of uh, outreach that the Cleveland Browns have. Game three has us turning our focus down to Florida, where the Jacksonville Jaguars will battle the Kansas City Chiefs on a one o'clock start broadcast on CBS. Kansas City is gonna have a three and a half point margin for error in this game before the game starts we wanted to get a word from Doug Marone and from Andy Reid two of the most colorful guys in the coaching game what do they got to say about this one when you look at you know the preseason and what's going on for us uh, I think probably the best way to talk about it is you know, hey, both offensively, defensively, special teams, I think it's a work in progress, you know. John asked me a question after the game, you know, where would you rate them? I don't, I don't know where you rate anyone until you start playing. Uh, it's a good question, but, you know, you really don't know until it gets real. Personnel-wise, so, 
and brought in some new new players. But I I think that's a positive, and you don't know. I mean, listen, no, no one knows what you get through the first three games. That's kind of the way it goes. So there's going to be some surprises there that you got to adjust to, and you got to trust your your fundamentals. You got to trust the scheme, and and um, and then at times you have to make adjustments, right? So as coaches and players. Now, you wouldn't know it from listening to the two head coaches talk about this game, but uh, the Chiefs and the Jaguars has got to be one of the best matchups going on this week in the NFL. <clears throat> it might be the best matchup, if not for the next game on the list. But right away, we're going to have an epic clash between the Chiefs and the Jaguars. And in the Chiefs, you have Patrick Mahomes... One of the best quarterbacks of this generation. And he's going against the immovable object. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Right away in this epic clash. We're going to see if the AFC has any hope. If there's any way to stop this juggernaut of an offense in Kansas City. We're going to see if Doug Marone and his enthusiasm is going to do anything. I'm looking in this game at Shady McCoy. Now, I almost put Shady McCoy in the quotes before because it's really fascinating to see Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy being reunited with Andy Reid once again. And we're going to see if he still has something in the tank. And if he does, he could be a serious contributor to the Kansas City offense. Now, outside of uh, Shady McCoy, the other new addition to these rosters in this games is um, <clears throat> uh, Nick Foles coming in as quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I'm very curious to see how Foles reacts in this situation. Um, a lot of people don't seem to be enthusiastic about what's going to happen in Jacksonville. But if Nick Foles is able to provide any modicum of like reliable quarterback play Jacksonville could be a very scary team too in the horizon but for now I'm just gonna we're gonna play it easy we're gonna play it safe we're gonna check this game out we're gonna see who's emerges victorious between the Chiefs and the Jaguars and we'll learn our lessons from that game four on our focus is going to be a game that's going to be a treat for any fan who is a football purist. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling up north and east to Gillette Stadium to take on the New England Patriots on a Monday night affair. The football gods have done us all a favor in producing this game. And ahead for you, we have some comments from Bill Belichick, the master of secrecy, and Mike Tomlin. What do you guys got for us today? All right. Well, we're into, um, you know, a little bit of a regular season routine here. It's not quite normal, but we're getting there. And um, obviously, all our attention focuses on Pittsburgh. Um, you know, good football team. Uh, had a lot of res- have a lot of respect for the organization. Um, Coach Tomlin, coaching staff, players, team, they compete hard. They're tough. Um, a good football team. They're strong in all three phases of the game. They challenge you um, pretty much on every play. So, um, you know, we'll know we'll have to be ready to go 60 minutes, go all the way, go toe-to-toe with them. And um, be good to get started. 
but these guys do a good job. They're they're a tough team to prepare for, uh, tough team to play against, but you know it's the National Football League. I think everybody falls into that category. So we'll start grinding through it here. Uh, kind of from here on, it's kind of regular regular week for us. So we'll uh, just get into our as close as we can to our regular season routine and you know, try to be ready to go Sunday night. You know, you're not going to take Brady down a bunch. You know, um, you know, it's, it's about having the ability to rush him in those moments, man. He gets the ball out on rhythm uh, and he changes the pace of play so much. It's, it's, you know, nobody takes him down a bunch. The key is to be able to rush him significantly in the moments where you need to do it. And um, that's what we were able to do, I think, in the waning moments kind of of the game. Uh, last time, but you better get them in those moments before those things can kind of happen. And so, um, you know, rushing him or applying pressure to him really is a multi-layer discussion. Man, you got to love Bill Belichick in a press conference, right? <laughs> well, with the Patriots and the Steelers, we have a two for one. We play the Steelers twice this year, and we also play the Patriots later on. So this game is of incredible interest to Browns fans. And really, now is as good a time as any to talk about the release of Antonio Brown from the Raiders. You know, Pittsburgh fans have been watching that story unfold with butter-soaked fingers gobbling up their popcorn. Mike Tomlin is an intense man. It wasn't going to work in the Allegheny region and apparently not in Oakland. We will look to see where he lands. I personally am saving my popcorn for the football games, and I'm definitely going to be ready for this one. The big questions here are, are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to be able to get to Brady? That's the same question Tomlin was asking. That's what I want to know. Who is Devin Bush going to emerge as? Is he going to be able to replace Shazier in that defense? If he does, that's going to be a really tough thing for the teams in the AFC North to reckon with. And finally, can Ben represent on opening weekend? What does he have left in the tank? And as I'm looking forward to see in these games, picking the games so far in this week, it looks like Baltimore and Seattle are no-brainers. I think KC wins down in Jacksonville. But this game is the one that I really don't know about. I think I'm going to go with New England because they're playing at home. But I think we're going to see one of the best year's matchups right out of the gate. Well, we did all of that so that we can do this. We know what that sound means. It's time to cover your Cleveland Browns. This Sunday, September the 8th, the Cleveland Browns host the Tennessee Titans. That game has a 1 o'clock start on the beautiful shores of Lake Erie. Your Cleveland Browns are going to be a five and a half point favorite going into this contest. Let's hear what Mike Vrabel and, of course, Coach Freddie Kitchens have to say about this affair. Play Cleveland this week. Big challenge. What are some of the challenges with a guy like Baker that can extend plays? What, what are some of the well, I mean, if his skill set is, um, you know, it, it's it's a wide range of, of 
quality football. I mean, he, you know, you look at some players and maybe they're they're very accurate or they have a strong arm or they're very mobile. Um, I would say that he um, has all those qualities, and um, you know, that's why he was taken um, where he was taken. He also has the intangibles of, you know, the energy, um, you know, the, the leadership. So it, that that'll be. Um, certainly a huge key for us is, is trying to, to contain the, the guy that's distributing the football to, to a bunch of really good players. Can you talk about some of the challenges that their tandem of Vernon and Garrett presents to you? And really the whole front. You know, Sheldon Richardson is not a player that lacks for talent. This is a talented former first-round player um, who, who's played well. And, um, you know, Ogan Joby is somebody that, that I scouted a few years ago when he was coming off, coming out. You know, very plays hard. Uh, very good first step, um, and then not to mention um, just the the athleticism, the speed, the length that uh, that Miles has, and you know, I just think that the power that Vernon has, the savvy, the understanding. He's, you know, it's hard to get him on plays. He's he's seen a lot of plays in the National Football League. Anticipate the atmosphere being like up there, and what's opening? Oh, it'd be great. Like? It'd be great atmosphere. I mean, it'll be. Um, you know, we talked about Miami. You know, Miami's a great city, and, and it's a great sports town, but. I think some of those fans probably got there midway through the first quarter. Um, tailgating will start on, you know, as soon as the football games on Friday night finish up there and the Buckeyes play on Saturday, I would imagine that um, that they'll start tailgating and then they'll be out. Um, so we're anticipating a great, great atmosphere. Um, and, and we'll have to go up there and that'll be part of the game is, is to be able to handle, handle the environment. All right, guys, started, uh, excited to start. Our prep today to get ready uh, for Tennessee this weekend. Um, I know our fans are excited. We're excited. Um, uh, you know, one of the best stadiums in football, uh, the best fans in football, and excited to, to go out and prep for them today, uh, continuing the one rep at a time mantra from the standpoint of how we approach things. Uh, one practice at a time. We can't do anything about Sunday today except for prepare for it uh, to give our fans the best product that we possibly can uh, to be on the field come Sunday. Tennessee offers uh, tremendous amounts of uh, challenges in several areas. Um, they've got a very good defense. Uh, they run the ball and as physical as any team in the league. Uh, and of course, their quarterback speaks for himself as far as being able to make plays in the pass and the run game. So, The weather conditions for this game are close to downright perfect. Sunny, light winds out of the northeast. It's as if God smiled down on Cleveland for this opening day game. Football's a game of matchups. We're going to break down the matchups between the Cleveland offense the Titans defense and then vice versa with the Titans offense and the Cleveland Browns defense starting off on offense for your Cleveland Browns of course is Baker Mayfield flanked by Nick Chubb at running back Odell Beckham Jr. Jarvis Landry Rashard Higgins start off at wide receiver with David Njoku as a tight end Robinson Betonio Treader Cush and Hub at the tackle position that is the lineup for your starting Cleveland Browns going into this game against the Titans. The Titans respond with a very formidable lineup on their part. They have Brett Urban, 
Jarrell Casey and Daquan Jones at the defensive front. Jayden Brown, Rashad Evans, Harold Landry and Cam Wake are their linebackers. Malcolm Brown of Super Bowl fame, Kenny Vaccario and Bayard as safeties. They have a very serious and formidable defense, the Tennessee Titans do. Last year, they were third in total defense in terms of scoring. They may give up some yards from time to time, but they are very good at keeping you out of the end zone. They're no joke. And this is going to be a tremendous test for Baker and this Browns offense. Before I looked closely at that defense, I was a little bit more optimistic or a little bit more maybe rose-eyed about this matchup. Now I see this is going to be no joke. This team is not going to roll over. Mike Vrabel is going to have these guys ready. Now on the other side of the ball, though, I think this is where you're going to find the advantage for the Browns. The Titans start Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Derrick Henry comes in at the tailback position. Tajay Sharp from UMass, Corey Davis from Western Michigan, and Adam Humphreys while, uh, round out the wide receiver core. Janu Smith, Delani Walker are your tight ends. The guy you're really going to want to focus on is Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly is in for the suspended Luan, uh, who's out for, I think, performance-enhancing substances or something like that. He's a four-game suspension. He's unable to have his rematch with Miles Garrett. In his place, of course, is Dennis Kelly, and we're going to have to check that thing out closely as Miles Garrett seems to cause trouble for a lot of people. So, But the Browns will counter this offensive attack with Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, Richardson, and OV on the defensive front. Kirk Schobert and perhaps Avery at linebacker with Ward, Money Mitch, Murray, and Randall rounding out the defensive backfield. Now the question you really want to ask yourself is, is the O-line going to be able to hold up against the Browns front four? Because the hype around this group is, it's yeah, it's it's something to see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that that matchup isn't as bad as you might expect it to be. I feel like the Titans' offensive line was something of a strength for the team before the, the um, suspension to Luan. And I think that this might not be as overwhelming of a one-sided matchup as people might think it would be going into the game. However, I do think that the Titans are going to be able to run the football. And Derrick Henry last year in the second half of the year was incredibly successful in this position, as a lot of fantasy games will tell you. The me, for me, the thing that's going to hold the Tennessee Titans back is Mariota. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of fans around the league, and I feel like Tennessee as well is beginning to sour on this guy. An early second overall pick. But you have to ask yourself in this game, is he going to be able to be effective in passing? And is he going to be able to find his way to get the ball to Delaney Walker and Janu Smith, who, if they know anything about the Browns and their traditions, they know that the tight ends are going to be a you know, great chance for them to make big plays against us up the seams. Traditionally. Of course, this year is a different scheme, different everything. 
And that's another question. It's a question again about Steve Wilkes. How aggressive is this defense going to be in this game? Is he going to be able to dictate the tempo and the attack to the offense? This game's going to be a great first test for Freddie and his boys. Earlier on, I was saying this game could be a blowout, but now, as I said, looking closer, I'm really not so sure. I would guess that this game would be on the lower scoring side, but I think that Cleveland wins this game and one that's kind of reminiscent of that opener uh, where Mariota sort of reminds everybody of Trubs. Trubisky, that is. I'm going to put the total in this game at 20 to 9. A Cleveland Browns victory in a game where we don't have to worry too much. I don't think this is going to be a true coming out party for the Browns. I think we'll have some questions when we're finished with this game, but I still think we're going to feel like we won a game that we should have won, if that makes any sense to you. Well, in any case, I'm excited beyond belief for this game later today. I'm signing off. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be on the threads at Dogs by Nature or at Twitter at Thelonious72. Once again, I'm Thelonious7. This is your Sunday morning post on Dogs by Nature. Take care, everybody. And go, Browns. Sunday Morning Post. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Celebration? Uh, no, I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away. Six. Never down. Six. Kind of player that is on your team, you have no choice but to love him. Six. Woke up feeling dangerous. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I woke up feeling Woke up feeling dangerous. Woke up when I woke up this morning, I was, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Woke up feeling dangerous. Woke up feeling dangerous. Just stepping in that danger zone to make a guy the ball. He got your DC lean back, thinking like, how he make that throw? Six. Baker Mayfield ain't no snitch. Yeah, that's right, you. Yeah. You should have gave the ball to six. Gave the ball to six. Give 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 the ball to six. That's right. Cause he gon' keep you in the mix. You best get the ball to six. Juice gon' bust it in. Never. Uh, it comes down to just doing my job. Let the ball go, you know. 
brought here for a reason, so just go do my thing. Woke up feeling dangerous, just stepping in that danger zone. The baker got the ball, he got your DC. Lean back, thinking like, how he make that throw? Six! With the 29th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select David Njoku. There you go. Tight end, Miami. a matchup, he ain't really playing, there we go, 85 in your face with a cheap slam, 85 in your face with a cheap slam, 85, 85, 85 in your face with a cheap slam, be on an island, playing government, there we go, 85 in your face with a cheap slam, 85 in your face, in your face with a cheap slam. Cool. 